0: Welcome, everyone,
1: to the live and unrestricted podcast I
0: where our news is hot
1: and our reactions are real. I heard you bitches were looking for me. Bitch, here I go. Say hey, to me what you want for me. Just say to me what you want for me. Hey, Panini, don't you be a meanie. Thought you wanted you trying to keep me thinking now now they need me number
0: more on the screen you know they used to love me so what happened what's the meaning i, I thought you want this for my life for my life
1: uh, uh, uh.
0: welcome again to the live and unrestricted podcast yeah
1: yeah yeah you already know what it is it's your boy, Holy Quran.
0: It's your girl, Hope. What's up, y'all? What's up?
1: What's the situation? All right. We off to a brand new week. It's all hot outside. It's feeling good. I'm seeing summer dressers. I hope you enjoyed
0: you weekend. I damn sure enjoyed mine. It was Liddy. Shout out to everybody that we party with this weekend at the pool. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. You know, I've been in a white beater all summer. I had to take my wife beater off this weekend, though. I got a little lit. So, um, let's start this show off. Let's get into these topics. Yep. Yeah.
0: Alright, so, I know it's been a crazy week. It's been a couple of things that's been coming out. So, we want to make sure we hit some of these hot topics. We're going to start with my man, Lil Nas X. Now, I'm a huge fan like for a couple of reasons. First of all... He has the number one song right now. Like he just broke a billboard record for most weeks at number one with Old Town Road. He beat Mariah Carey, One Sweet Day. Um, that was the longest one on the billboards up until this point, back in 1996. Ooh, so they previously They had 16 weeks and um, they, um, oh, excuse me, Despacito came close. Of course, you know, Justin, the Biebs, I know you a big Beaver fan. I know you remember that. Yeah, um, no. But um <laughs> Lil Nas X, he broke the record. So he's lit. You know what I'm saying? Along with him breaking the records, he's also breaking barriers. Number one, because he got first of all, his situation is, you know, he came out with Old Town Road and it was so popular, and it's clearly a country song, but the white people was not trying to give him his props. He has to get Billy Ray Cyrus on the remix. Billy Ray Ooh, Cyrus. I heard that. And um after that it just took off so my man definitely flexed on the white people he recently came out and admitted you know what i'm saying or, or he came out and he said that he was a homosexual man so oh, and, wow. he, and he's and he got everybody listening to it you know, what I'm saying this is way after he has been on the billboards for number one so like he i'm i'm so proud of him like i can't even i can't even uh, respond to it but there's a, a bunch of backlash because it's like you know Everybody's listening to the song like everybody loves Old Town Row, from young adu- you know I'm saying young kids to adults and you know how homosexuality is viewed in the african-american uh, hip-hop community so I just kind of wanted to hear your point of view and see how you felt about it because you know when I bring this topic up in social situations I get a range of you know say responses as to how people <laughs> feel about it but like, how do you feel? Like, are you still rocking him? Like, you looking forward to what he got coming next? How do you feel about it?
2: Okay,
1: well, I could be totally honest. When you started off and you said Little Nas X, I was like, who? I I automatically think of Nas when I hear it. I'm like, Nas got a son that's rapping. So I didn't even know he was the dude that made the song with the country music. Because I just heard the country music song. So I was like, all right, you know, it's a hit. I like it. I'm with it. This sounds like a swaggy country music song that a brother could appreciate. Exactly. I didn't know if he liked boys, girls. He didn't say anything about who he was trying to ride down the old town road with. So I didn't I didn't catch that. I don't know if I was supposed to catch some hidden into windows, but I wasn't listening for that. So I rock with the song. Actually, I mean, like I didn't pay no attention to his him coming out. I heard another song from him. Which we opened with. We
0: did. Panini is my shit. Like, it, it, it's it a little, slaps. It slaps. got a little, it it got a
1: little, little swag on Period. it. I like that. I fucks Period. with it. You know what I mean? A little commercial banger. Yeah. So I was like, okay, he, you know, he's a decent artist. You know, he wasn't talking about, I haven't heard him talk about his chain, his ice, his Uzi, none of that. So sometimes you just want to hear something different. And I like that. So yes, I, I rock with it.
0: for the summertime. Okay. So
1: then I heard him, you know, I heard that, you know, he there was a gay uh, country music artist, and I put two and two together. I'm not dumb, so I was like, okay. And then I seen a picture online where I seen him in like, uh, woo, that boy had a glow like, in a dark, shiny, he had a Diddy suit on, he had a shiny Diddy suit on performing. But it was like a, was like a country...
0: <laughs> right, a little country swag. He <laughs> yeah. always got his cowboy hat. Of it was
1: like a cowboy kind of... hat, but it was like Diddy Shiny. I was like, yo...
0: Exactly, y'all accepted Diddy Shiny. I man. was like, yo,
1: he's doing his thing. So I'm all about breaking barriers. And the fact that, you know, the whole country music, they wasn't even trying to invite him to the wars. They wasn't trying to recognize his song right, right. as being what it was. And For
0: that alone.
1: For that alone, for him to break that barrier, I appreciate it. Like I want to see more... African Americans doing uh country music or just different type of music. Shout out to my man J5. He just recently worked with uh all black uh rock and roll band. Oh man, oh I might shout out I know it was they, lit. They, it was they, lit. It was slapping. The yeah, motherfucker had yeah, blue lit. hair. They had a, a, a August Alsina looking motherfucker, but it was some straight TRL. Rock and roll, it brought back so much memories, and it was they was black, they, was, they looked like they might be from Atlanta, for real.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a lit video, so shout out to him for doing that. But no, nah, I think you're completely correct. Like, it's so important to break barriers, and then when we do break those barriers, it's important that we're getting the support from our community, because mm-hmm. he did it for us, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I think that uh, we need to change the narrative around. Um, I know what happened to Frank Ocean. We all remember what happened to Frank Ocean. We was all rocking with Frank Ocean. When Frank Ocean came out, yeah, he was he gay Too wild, though. yeah just... but what's the difference like listen and now just, everybody's thinking about old town just... road and they're looking at the lyrics like oh did he mean something else for this and it's like no don't think about it like that he wrote the song to enjoy for everybody to enjoy not just a particular group of people he didn't write it for a gay man he didn't write it for a gay woman he wrote it for everybody to enjoy so i just think we have to stop dissecting what people are saying Like I think Tyler the creator Came out Don't quote me But I think he came out too And of course You know niggas Oh man
1: head. Yeah he definitely came out Cause I heard him on Funk Flex And that was beyond Listen, me
0: <laughs> That was the best thing I've seen in a very long I'm time I'm talking about Jaw dropping I mean, Pause But the thing is A nigga had <laughs> bars A nigga had bars Like Gay bars for, Yeah gay bars Mad
1: sweet bars No pun intended <laughs> No pun intended yeah, I can jail bars Pause <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, I'm done. All right, I'm okay. done. I'm done. All
0: right, so. <laughs>
1: but um no, nah, it was it was it was an interesting. Uh I mean, it does change things up when they you know they they get comfortable and come out their shell and you know whatever you like to do whatever you, whatever your lifestyle is it's always good to just keep it real and spit about that. I think that's what I take away from it. I don't want to hear them talk about ice and being in the strip club with hoes because clearly that's not what he's into or exactly, what he's off. Exactly. be yourself brother.
0: Exactly, so I just want everybody to continue rocking with my man and enjoying his good ass music that he's hitting us with. Word, drop them jail bars. All right, all right, all right. So listen, we're gonna talk about some um, more serious topics today just because we wanna make sure that everybody's educated, informed and understanding what's going on. Yes sir,
1: I hope the community is listening. Because uh the first thing we really want to get into on a different wave and put people on to is um facial recognition. Um facial recognition software. There's been a lot of talk about that, and I just want people to understand what's really going on. Um if you in a if you in the hood and you in a community, you probably was shooken up or stirred up by the whole face app this weekend. Everybody was using the face app. Going from a 20 year old young man fresh out of college to looking like a 75 year old father or a 60 year old man, just trying to show the ladies what they are gonna look like when they get in their grandpa stage. So <laughs>
0: some of y'all was looking like that right now. You from them perks, some okay? people was looking <laughs> like themselves on the weekend, but stop drinking that lean.
1: You know, it was just a, it was just a fun little thing to get into, and you know, a lot of people were just like, hey, you know, let me get with the trend, let me let me get trendy, let me get with the swag, and do a little face pick. Ah. And then people did a little uh little research it
0: was like a conspiracy theory that was like conspiracy right everybody kept saying like like, this app's made in russia right the apps made in russia so now russia Russia has all your information right that was a big thing
1: so everybody was shaking up my wee man is stopping by like you you ordered that eighth yo you better stuff your phone because russia russia gonna get your old picture and turn it into a young picture i'm like okay listen brother I don't really know if that's how it go, but... Uh, shout out to the
0: local Weed Man.
1: Shout out, yeah, shout out to my local Weed Man. We're going to talk about that later. But <laughs> I didn't want to talk about the topic because it, it did get the community talking. So facial recognition, I just wanted to bring it to people's attention. This face app, um, you know, even though it was trademarked, trademarked out of Russia, um, I don't think that's what the app is for. But at the same time, you got to pay attention to just a trend of stuff that's been going on and yes. what we've been using
0: facial recognition um, is a thing
1: facial recognition is a thing we do use snapchat but please believe if you check you might have old snaps old face pictures from when you first started still saved in your phone in your face in your snap app somewhere that information is vital and could be used in the wrong hands that's stuff that you know we need to pay attention to and you know when we're using apps like that um, if you have an iPhone after two thousand eight, and you've been using the facial recognition to lock, unlock your phone, you go into the store, you bloop bloop, and to pay your bills through your phone, odds are they already have your face on there. If you ever use your your photo your photo album, and when you realize when you going through your pics, now you realize the bottom at the bottom is a is a is a group, and now it has
0: Just your, your mom,
1: your best friend, and it says, hey, I got seven pictures of your best friend. And eight pictures of your mom also if you go through your album now it's easy if you just click this button to find them well how did they how did they find eight pictures of your mom and your album and put them all together that's facial recognition they they're setting up and they're using that information now people are realizing that there is a a a catch-22 to this
0: to this digital age it's it's scary to think about we did we never thought about it i think we all just got caught up in the hype
1: yeah like i like recently i went to the airport and i can't lie Okay, so I'm going to put y'all on. If, if you listen, listening, you're about to learn two things. So it, I went to the airport and they have this new system where they're like, hey, we know you see this long line, especially in Atlanta. They're like, we know you see this long line, but you can skip it if you sign up for this facial recognition app that would get all your information. All you need is your passport or ID with your fingerprint. And we're going to scan your eyes and then we'll let you go through and get to the, get to your flight faster.
0: I'm literally never going through that line. You're not gonna put all the pieces together on me like that.
1: I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. I said, you want my fingerprint, you want my eye, you want my, my, my most personal ID, you oh. and you want to scan my eyes?
0: No, hables ingles.
1: So I'm gonna be honest, now you're about to learn something about me. I'm about to put y'all on to something else. So I definitely went to this machine twice, but now what you gotta do is, you gotta take, cause they tell you to sign up. They're gonna want you to pay. You're gonna have to use a debit card or something. So what you do is you take your money, that's in your check and you put it in your savings. Hold so on. now when you do it...
0: They want you to pay?
1: They want you to pay. They're gonna tell you that you can, of course, unsubscribe at the end of the month and you won't be charged this fee. Because think about it. They have your information, which is most valuable. They don't care if you pay for this. We have your most valuable asset,
0: oh my your
1: gosh. face. So what you do is you put your money and your check-in into your saving. You sign up for the, you act like you're gonna sign up for it, and now when it's time to do it, the transaction can't go through because you don't have the funds in your account. At this time, the agent will tell you, "I am sorry for the inconvenience and the taking up of your time. I'm just gonna go ahead and let you skip the line anyway." I've done it about four times, y'all. But listen, don't don't let don't play this in front of nobody. Just do what you gotta do. <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> that is the most ghetto shit yes. I've ever.
1: No, I had, Listen, I had to get on them flights I'm sorry y'all honestly, From New York to LA honestly, I mean New York to Atlanta, LA I had to get on them flights And then lastly um, I just It was, it was random um, I got a weird car system I got a Bluetooth Something to turn my Bluetooth on And less that I'm listening to a crazy radio station With some white men Talking about some weird stuff And one day I'm over here in the car And I'm sitting I'm listening to these white men talk And they're talking about Facial recognition also And I'm like Wow, like, okay, you know, this is why they so in an uproar about it. So they were talking about how they feel like facial recognition is being used to take the fight out of the dog. And I was like, what do they mean by that? And they talked about how they're doing research to find out how they realize a lot of people who go to pep rallies to fight against Trump campaign are being audited by the IRS or you know weird things are happening to them and they feel like they found out actually that facial recognition is being used at anti-trump rallies so with that being said i wanted to ask you how do you feel about that um the misuse of facial recognition
0: so if you've been sticking with us and i know y'all have um episode two we talked about police commissioner willie burton in detroit He was um, speaking out against the facial recognition software and he was actually um, silenced Mm, that that day and he was detained by his own police force. The police commissioner was detained by his own police force by speaking out against facial recognition software. And he said that the reason he was speaking out against is because the police forces and the police tasks are going to misuse this software. The software is already being misused, y'all. It is. It just got here and it's already being misused. I'm like so concerned. Like I listen. I did not want to get a new iPhone. My iPhone died. It's dead now because it won't even oh, come back oh, on. Oh, but I was holding on to my iPhone Seven because y'all had my fingerprint. Yes, y'all had my fingerprint, but you did not have my face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so i already felt wary about it, it like i was you already to go get a blackberry started, i'm t- i want my blackberry back at this point it was the best thing ever hit me up on bbm that's it nigga like <laughs> i'm telling you like it scares it uh, that just thinking about upgrading to that phone already had me thinking about my digital footprint i hadn't thought about it to so much of an extent you know now that they're talking about the things that they're getting ready to do with it but like I'm scared, like I'm really scared, I'm really nervous, I'm really concerned as a citizen, what's going on with this facial recognition software because not only are they gonna be using it to target those people at those anti-Trump rallies, they're gonna be using it to target people in the impoverished neighborhoods. They're gonna be going out there looking for um, immigrants. They're gonna be, You know what I'm saying? Like, you see all these futuristic shows and like The Handmaid's Tale and Armageddon, and it's like, that stuff isn't that far away. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're missing the flying cars and all, but the, all the, everything else is here. Yeah, so Big like, Brother is watching. Exactly, so I think that I'm just concerned, um, which we'll definitely get more in depth with this topic just based on some things that we looked at, but I'm definitely concerned about what this is being used for, and I know it's already in the process of being misused. Mm. So. It's crazy, um, but right along with this, I think I, I want to, um, you know, go into you know what we're looking at in terms of our political climate and what happened um, for the past, so that we can correct it for the future. Um, another thing that kind of sparked sparked my attention this week um, is the comments of El Capitan, Donald Trump. Donald, Donald, Donald Jamal Trump. Listen, Donald Trump, Trump is always. last week who was Jermaine um (laughs)
1: Jamal Jermaine Trump
0: (laughs) yo Jabari okay (laughs) so the thing is like Trump is always wilding the fuck out like I I'm never it's been four years and or three and a half and I'm still not like desensitized to it like I'm always like we he been wilding out he been saying out of control things but it's like I it's still I'm not desensitized to it because it don't make sense to me. Like I don't understand how he can continue to operate in this manner. But he does. So, with that being said, um Donald Trump m- recently made some comments about Baltimore and I wanted to talk to you mm, about it because mm, I know you spent mm. um over 10 years there. Um he he made some comments about um the senator Shout from Baltimore. Trump um mm. basically just saying that, you know, it's um an, a place that had it's infested. Um, we found that he uses this rhetoric a lot when he talks about black and brown people, um, and that's it's really troubling. But um, he continues to talk about this, and I think that um, it's really hurtful for you know the people that it impacts. Specifically, you know, he said something to the effect that these those people are living in hell. Um, just, uh, you know, attacking those Democratic lawmakers in the city of Baltimore, saying that nobody would want to live there, um, you know, just a, a place not to be. It's infested, like using words like that about people and places that people occupy. Like, how do you feel about his comments and what he said?
1: First off, um, I, you know, I feel like it was it is is as a president, like it's such a like he's so terrible because. It's easy to give a place where, you know, people know it's a little more rougher, it's uh, violence, you know, uh, it's the urban community is a little, you know, it, it needs help. And it probably should have more help coming from the from the president. But instead, you know, he chooses to bash those places. And it's sad because as somebody who lived there for over 10 years, I must say some of the greatest connections, some of the greatest just humanitarian some of the best people I know will come from out of you know the places that he this place that he want to bash is infested with people who choose to care about the community because they're not getting the proper help from the, you know the state or the city it's infested with some amazing seafood that's what it's infested big,
0: with big like vexless. have
1: you ever had the crab cakes out there that's what it's known for like I don't. When I go to Maryland, I don't. I I think about this good seafood that I'm about to enjoy. I think about this this different brand of people that I'm about to be around. It's it's something that you get to in, take in. Like people from Baltimore, people from the Maryland area, they love where they're from. Like the Ravens, the football team, the the Orioles. The, you know that whole lifestyle. People love. They love to embrace that. They don't. I I don't think about. I don't see infestive and. I I know there's some issues based off of, you know, the drug era and, you know, what's left in the city, but that's something that I I constantly see every time when I go there, I see improvements, I see people working on it. And it's not something that I would ever want to bash or as a president, give a black eye to you. You're in charge of taking care of this place. Also, that's not not on your watch. That is on your watch. But so you, it's just so it's
0: just it's, it's, it's very interesting to it's me. It's Jabari Trump. How man. how people are framing things because um, at the end of the day, this um, meth epidemic that is impacting our country right now is everywhere and it's ravaging communities and homes. But nobody's fucking talking about that shit. White people no. do meth, okay? That's a white people thing. Yeah. Like we not we not with that shit. Like nah. y'all be on that heroin, like you know what I'm saying? That's huge. In um the New England area, like yeah I see but, our faces, but the way that he described you know he to directly uh quote it, he said, um, Cummings district is a disgusting rat and rodent infested mess. If he spent more time in Baltimore, maybe he could help clean up this very dangerous and filthy place. no human being would want to live there, so um I think that is just about him framing whatever he wants to frame. Now, the thing that I want us to be, the reason that I bring this up or try and bring this to your attention is just the fact that what's happening or what has happened for the last four years is that every time Trump makes a big statement to get us upset, he's hiding us from, he's hiding—he's directing our attention from something else. Mm. There's something else going on in the background. You know See yes, what I'm saying? Like, he wants us to be so concerned with his comments um, he continues to describe black and brown people as an infestation. He talked about when we went to send soldiers to help in Africa with the Ebola epic uh, epidemic, that why would we send our American soldiers, soldiers to that um, Ebola-infested place? We've seen him describe... Um, Mexico is infested. He only refers to infestations when he talks about black and brown people. So it's literally... Or women are from it's Exactly. It's literally about him framing what he wants to frame. He wants to frame black and brown people in that light. And that's what he's going to continue to do. Now, we can't be distracted by that because that's his behavior that he's always done. You know? like Correct. So we just have to figure out what he wants us to not focus on, um, which is this upcoming election and... Mm. What's happening, what has happened, what happened during the 2016 election that could happen again that we have to be so concerned Trying about.
1: Trying to take that wind out ourselves.
0: Damn sure. So, with that being said, um, I want to talk a little bit more about um, Netflix. Um, I love a good documentary. Uh-huh. Um, and we recently watched a really good documentary on Netflix. Um, it's called The Great Hack. I know you watched a little bit of it. Yeah. What did you think about the documentary?
1: Um, first off, I think it's a must-watch for everybody who's just into knowing what's going on in the world. I mean, this is something that you would—I mean—you could be blinded. You would feel—you would feel ashamed to be an American and not know that this is going on, and you're participating and helping yourself be tricked and fooled and manipulated into, I guess, what? The, the obvious, voting for Donald Jabari Trump and, you know, ruining your lives. You can't really blame nobody but yourselves because you're giving up the information, the, you know, the, the points, the keys that's needed for them to, you know, fool you. So it doesn't even, seem, you don't even know that you're being manipulated. It's, or it's, persuaded. Or persuaded. And it's, it's, it's sad. It was really... Just eye opening. Like as I'm watching the documentary, I'm not even gonna lie. Spark the blunt, at by the end, it just made me want to stop smoking weed because I gotta get I gotta get my eye open. <laughs> you like, got
0: to focus. Gotta get my third you eye got open. got to focus. Gotta have Real both shit, my eyes though, open. Like, I stay in the clouds, but listen here, you gotta stay in the clouds and also do your reading and do your googles and watch your documentaries yeah. and just be in the know. So um, the great hack is about this guy named David Carroll. Um, like I said, it's on Netflix. I know everybody got a Netflix password. I know they make it harder for you Get to share, shit, but I no know y'all around. still got the passwords, But you, it's definitely vital to see. So, so many times, um, like I said, we're gonna talk about David Carroll. He's the one that's actually behind this, but let me start it by like this. So many times we, um, there's, we'll look down at our cell phones we'll be eating a bag of chips and look down at our cell phones And next thing you know we see an ad for that particular bag of chips or we'll be talking about something in our household mm-hmm. and next thing you know you see a commercial or you see it you know I saying,
1: go to Cabo next you know on your phone is
0: it's a Cabo Airbnb sh- Airbnb you know what I'm saying? six weeks like,
1: in Cabo for forty
0: dollars exactly I, I didn't know I want to go there so we're all like oh you know this little microphone on our phone is listening to us and the truth of it is um, basically all of our clicks, all of our likes, all of our conversations, all of our messages—all that information—is put into our phone, and it's not just erased. So if you're out animal. here, yeah, if you're, an if you're out here thinking that this information is just going out into the cyber sphere and it's just being deleted or dumped, it's not. That information is being collected. So there was a company um, that claims to have 5,000 data points on every American. Mm. so 5,000 data points that's how you what know data points 5,000 different things that you know about me so you let, you know what I like to eat when I'm I got the munchies late at night you know what I'm saying you know how often I like to Rap travel snacks. home yeah you know what I'm saying like you know all that's 5,000 different things that you know about me and Cambridge Analytica claimed and this is back in like 2015 now it's 2019 mind you claimed that they have 5,000 data points on every single American citizen so um, with that being said they collect that data points and that information from our cell phones, from what we click, from what we like, from what we scroll through, who we choose to follow, what surveys we fill out on Facebook, what information we put on Facebook. As you watch a documentary... S- surveys on
1: Facebook? What do you mean? I guess-
0: any type of survey. And I know y'all be seeing them, too, because I be scrolling right past them, like, oh, do you... um. I don't take them damn things, so I don't know. a personality Um, quiz. Yeah, like a personality quiz. Like, what type of person are you? Are you this type of person? And you answer five questions, and then it spits out some little generic message about, oh, you're this type of person, or you're this person, or you're that type of personality. And everybody takes them. Like, it's like a thing. Like, I promise you, you can get on Facebook right now. You see one person take the quiz. You're going to see at least four more people take that same quiz because they take the quiz and then share it with everybody else. And the scary thing about it is these data points and this information, it's not only data points. The data points that are collected from your phone aren't just about you. The data points that are collected from your phone are about everybody that you contact. So it's about your friends list, the people that you text, the people Mm. that you share stuff with on Facebook, the people that you, you know what I'm saying, share stuff with on a regular, um, your friends list, all of your friends. Every time you... Yo, when you sign up for an app and it, it says do it through Facebook, right? That's the quickest thing. Everybody's so quick to you download a new app on your phone it's like oh i can sign up through facebook let me just put let me this go button. ahead and click because through facebook. it's easy right and in that list it always says can we have access to your friends list oh, sure. Nigga, why oh, wow. but you don't pay no attention to it you just bypasses and you can hurry oh, wow. up and log into the app but now you're not only subjecting yourself um to be analyzed you're subjecting all of your friends as well so i think it's just really important information for everyone to know so that's just some background about the great hacks so this guy david carroll he um he decided to he determined that that company cambridge analytica they were based in london and so he knew that he could go to london and get a lawyer and subpoena them or you know what i'm saying get them uh sue them for his data points he Shout said out to tell me cow. tell me what data points you have on me give me my personal profile yeah so oh, Mine too give me mine too i mean damn like how do you feel like when you learned about the 5,000 data points that they have and how they collect that information, like how did that make you feel about like your internet usage and the things that you do with your phone?
1: It made me just want to throw my phone the fuck out the window. It made me just want to go post naked pics, do whatever I want, because I felt like, whatever, as long as I, now that I know I have a phone and I, how much I keep my phone with me, and how much I do with my phone, I just felt like my whole private life was no longer private.
0: Yeah, like it's violated. Like I
1: don't know when I'm being watched. I don't know. I'm giving up all my information. So if I so if I save and store old videos and pictures somewhere else, it ain't even saved and store just for me, is somebody else having it? Or no? it's just so much old messages aren't old messages people can easily access. It was just like there's no privacy in this world because I keep this device with me 24-7, and I, I think I'm safe because I put a password on my phone, I got four, four numbers in the front.
0: I mean, not even just pictures and messages, but just like data period, yeah. so like your behavior, like, but beyond data, you know what I'm saying, pictures and messages, like your behavior, so they can predict your behavior, they yeah. see where you are, they see where you were, they see what you're getting ready to do. So many times we'd be like, oh, getting ready to go on a trip. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're giving them heads up that we're about to make a move, like, from our normal place to the next place. Like, I think it's just crazy that, like, I, well, I'm not gonna say it's crazy because as a society right now, we are in a, a phase of oversharing, right? So we've, we've loved, we've, fe- we got social media, we Thank fell you, in Martin's love with it. And yeah, actually, Tom. Tom. Tom from MySpace. Mm. But, um, we fell in love with social media and now we're over saturating the market with this idea of sharing every aspect of our lives that social is meant to be you know it's a social thing so it's like we forgot to regulate that shit in the meantime between time you know what i'm saying like right now it's not regulated like did y'all know that like there's no regulations on it and mark zuckerberg when he was um i actually have a clip for y'all but um He uh, was interviewed by some members of Congress about the um, information and the data points that Cambridge Analytica used, um, because what happened is during the 2016 election, um, Cambridge Analytica um, used an app through Facebook that people filled out surveys for, and they took that information and they sold it to the to the Russians and they aided Trump in his campaign. They basically looked for people who didn't feel one way or another and they called them the persuadables. And they said that we can persuade these people to vote one way or another based on what content we show them based on their likes, their personal algorithms. Mm-hmm. So let me play this clip for you. It's just appalling to me, so I definitely want to know how y'all feel about it.
3: Doing to prevent foreign actors from interfering in U.S.
2: elections. Uh, one of my greatest regrets in running the company is that we were slow in identifying the Russian information operations in 2016. We expected them to do a number of more traditional cyber attacks, which we did identify and notify um, the campaigns that they were trying to hack into them, but we were slow at identifying the type of of new information operations.
3: When did you identify new operations?
2: Uh, It was right around the time of the 2016 election itself. Mr. Zuckerberg.
0: (sighs) So with that being said, I mean, I know this happened, this um, five hour face off with Mark Zuckerberg happened last year in 2018. But what I'm saying is like, we're getting ready to go through another election and I don't want the saying to be true history repeats itself like now that we're aware what are we getting ready to do like what are we going to change how are we going to do our part to make sure that even though we know that there's people that they're collecting this, this data and they're planning to use it against us like what are we doing to combat that. I know voting's a tough subject for some people. Some people feel one way about it. Some people Mm. feel another. But, like, the system is literally rigged against us. Yes, that's one point that we can all agree on. But it's like, okay, are we just going to continue to let the system be rigged against us? Are we going to continue to not, to let them interfere with our democratic process? Democratic, and I put that in air quotes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I feel like, of course, as people, we need to come together and... Take a stance, not be manipulated by the system. We know who we don't need to have in office, and make a good, calculated, you know, fight against that. But I feel like it's already. I feel like our they're taking the wind out of our sails in the aspect of I don't. People don't even know who to vote for. There's 20 different choices. Nobody has a strong backing. On top of that, there's so many. Different things going on where we're now finding out about the whole, like this whole Cambria, the whole Cambria,
0: Cambridge Analytica.
1: Cambridge Analytica, I apologize. We're finding out about that now. And I go on Instagram, and you know, there's apps, or there's not even apps, but it's, uh, you know, there's a, a part now where you can make your own question and have people, you know, say how they feel about it. And I feel like yeah it buys time for the two minutes that I'm in traffic. It buys time for the two minutes that I need to play around with my friends on social media. But now I'm curious about that information and what is it what is it being used for? where is it what does it go after I'm done with my jokes and I press delete? or somebody tracking what you know how can they analyze this information and use it against me? And it's just a crazy like I feel like we have to prepare for the next step and not be naive to also what's going on in the present.
0: I think um, the biggest uh, reason that, you know, Facebook is um, the majority of where they get their information from is because there's so many things that you can do on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Like Instagram is one portion of it, one portion of Facebook, Twitter is another portion of Facebook. But Facebook like has them all Mm -hmm. and it also has apps and it has ads like Facebook ads. Is Instagram ads when you sign up for a to do run an ad on Instagram it goes through Facebook you know what I'm saying so Facebook is that hub yeah. so what I just want people to take from this is be careful be informed be aware read those terms and conditions understand that they are reading your messages understand that those um, understand that those apps that we're downloading you want to see if you can find out um, the fine print and see if you know what I'm saying you agree to those things just protect yourself um, we have to think about protecting ourselves on a different level, but we also have to apply this to what's coming uh, with our life. Like you know, Keith said, like there are 20 different candidates right now. We need to educate ourselves. Like Understand it's a task, understand it's daunting, but learn about two people a week. L- you know what I'm saying? like Learn about two people a week, and at that point, start your process of elimination. Be informed, be aware. Don't Correct. just go along with what everybody else is saying. Understand your position, what role you play in it, and what part you can have in your future, damn it.
1: Correct. It takes social media breaks. Take I can't a break, tell you.
0: shit.
1: I, somehow I locked myself out of my Facebook in like 2015. I hate it, but in the long run, I, I haven't logged back in since. I can't tell you a damn thing that happens on Facebook. And I'm pretty sure, I like, I'm just like, okay, if it's funny, <laughs> if it's a funny meme, I'm gonna find it on some other social media. And if it's important enough, I'm gonna see it on CNN. And if something happened in my family, my... My, my aunt said, Uncle's better call me and tell me, so I don't need to go on Facebook. Like, I can keep it. It ain't that important, y'all. Take a break.
0: Take a break. Take a break. Get informed.
1: I ain't do a survey in so long. That's rebuilding schools and feeding the homeless Hang with my niggas, but sometimes I'll be trying to avoid it Cause they'll get to popping out of place like they double jointed Goals was the top of the pyramid in this shitty world I gotta get the most of everything is the axis on which it's sitting twirls Point blank period like a city girl And then I'll bring it back to 50 world Hey, whoa You made me this way, yeah. Before I'm gone out of this place, yeah Put some flowers in my face, won't you? Let me know that I did okay. Don't wait till some other day, no, no. They wait till it's too late, it's it's too different. late. Yo. Hey. I was nominated, never won a Grammy. Yes, sir, yes, sir. And we are back. And um, we're gonna switch it up a little different and go um straight into the sports. Let's hit the court, babe.
0: the coil is
1: at the core so lebron yeah lebron lebron had a you know uh, it's woo it's a it's a a tough one you know i woke up and i heard lebron had a selfish to himself weekend and i couldn't i just couldn't see it
0: not lebron he he ain't never selfish
1: not selfish lebron spent the weekend with his with brawny his oldest of his of his children um, at his basketball game with his team. Them. Such a nice family. You know, he's always with the team, holding them down, support and supporting being a great dad, clapping, sharing. Might be a little more boisterous, a little more louder than others, but hey, you know, some 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 black folks is like that. I apologize for us. Um now, I'm just giving you my point of view. Um there was some other feedback some other people who might feel different. Um I was shocked to hear um Jason Whitlock, who I I shouldn't be shocked. He's uh, a very outspoken, um uh, he's known for having a different opinion than the average um Afro American, maybe in the eyes of certain people when it comes to sports. So I wasn't surprised by what he had to say, but um there was some comments where I feel like it placed you know, the black father in such a small window. Um, you know, I come from a place where, you know, some a lot of my friends didn't have their fathers in their lives i didn't have my father in my life Or um, shaq didn't have his father in his life and you know i it was something made out to be like you know the black fathers were ripped away from our homes when we were younger so you know people had to make it to their levels and you know when it's time to win awards they have to you know they give it to their moms they talk about the mom holding down the household because the fathers weren't there so now you have Levar ball who's an active father in his lives and sometimes you know he takes a lot of He takes a lot of stabs and a lot of punches because they say he's too much. He's too much in his kids' lives. He's trying to, I guess, uh, profit off of their their skills. Um, And now you see LeBron um, being in his children's lives, and Jason Whitlock was taking stabs at him to say that he's being selfish. Um, For him to participate in the layup line and the shoot around with the children before his kids' game is taken away from... You know his kid's limelight and his kid's growing process. So um, he was
0: celebrating at the uh, celebrating on the sidelines and stuff. Yeah, he
1: thinks that the LeBron's celebrating on the sideline while his kid's score is actually taken away from his kid's accomplishment because you're LeBron James. The people just want to see what you're doing and watch your reactions. And um, you know, for some people might say, you know, you know, Jason Woodlock is just a hater, but um, you know, this is what he had to say. You know, in reference to that.
2: Second round of the playoffs, Boston Celtics forward Paul Pierce wrapped up James and tussled with him underneath the basket. LeBron James' mother stood up and started yelling at Paul Pierce. LeBron told his mother, sit your ass down. Mm. Some in the media criticized LeBron for speaking harshly to his mother. I defended LeBron. I applauded him for stopping his mother from making herself a spectacle during his game. Gloria James needed to control herself and conduct herself with the dignity that placed LeBron in the proper light. That's what parents, no matter how famous, should do. They should not allow their thirst for fame to distract from or exaggerate their child's performance. LeBron needs to follow the advice he gave his mom a decade ago. Sit your ass down.
1: Ooh. Spicy. Spicy. Sit your ass down, LeBron. Now, I'm gonna be honest, I can only feel how I feel and I guess for me to give my feelings about it, I can only understand as far as the aspect of the son because I'm not a father yet. But what I would like to do is make this a discussion. Phone a friend, phone a friend.
0: Phone a friend,
1: phone a friend.
0: Phone a father. Phone a father. You like that.
1: There you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's good, my brother? What's
2: good, Tuesday? How you
1: doing? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome. Got my man KO. Welcome to the Live and Unrestricted Podcast. I got my man KO calling in today.
3: Hold
1: on. Hold on. Tuesday with a TH, man. Not the TU, right? Not with the TH, not the TU. We go way back. We go way back. Shout out to Cardinal Hayes. Shout out to Brooklyn. You already know. All right. So. I gotta ask you a question, and um, usually we usually we like to do a little phone a friend, but the topic is real today, so you know what I mean? I had, to, I had to call you in on the phone a friend, because when we was in high school, your dad was, he held us down, like real time, big time. Your pops came to all our games. I can't even lie, I definitely, on a away game, we could be down 15, I look at your pops, he give me that look. He give me that look like you better hold shit down and next thing you know, we up five. We up five going home with a W. So I, I got to ask you the topic today because the topic for today is, did you see what happened with LeBron over the weekend? He he went to his kids game, tried to enjoy a little game, got a little vo- loud and boisterous and um he was taking some shade for how he felt about I mean, his, his actions as a father. And I wanted to ask you. As a player who played on multiple levels of basketball and your father being there for majority of your games, how do you feel about LeBron him uh, being in the layup line, dunking and you know maybe drawing a little more extra attention to his son? How do you feel about that topic?
2: Um, first of all, I want to say thank y'all for um, inviting me on your podcast. No problem. That's doing a great job. Keep it up. You know, I'm supporting. I'm giving you. Thank um, you, for thank y'all. Thank I appreciate it, first, brother. First of all, yes, thank sir. You. Second of all, how I feel about that. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a real deep person. You know, a lot of people look at things on a surface level. Break it down. Like I tend to like get to the root of things because I figure we get to the root of it. I uh, mean, everything else is explain explainable, basically. Yes, sir. So I I see that what's going on has been going on. To they've been going on for years as to try to exterminate the black man, the black father facts. out of the household. Facts. You know what I mean? Like basically not showing others what a, what a good father looked like. Mm, right. Big facts. So you know what I mean? And and to elaborate on that, I mean like <laughs> back in the day, the single mothers could not the uh the family of four or two or one uh could not get house housemen like they couldn't get placed in houses All unless right. they had this it had to be the single mother you All know right. what i mean like, right right if you had, a, if, you had a, if you had a husband you was not getting in this, this household mm. basically what it is today is section eight yeah okay it's, it's just it's just translated over and over you know what i mean but back mm. then it was more it was more segregated and more racism so it was strictly for our people. So they they, they they plan with to break up the household from the beginning yeah. because mm. they know that a, a strong father, a strong father goes a long way. He basically teaches your cub, he basically teaches your cub how to how to be a father when when their time comes. Correct. So when 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 Le, when Leval was getting all that criticism, you know, people won't wrong with it. You know what I mean? But LeBron, I feel like he he even said it himself. Like, one of his regrets was naming his son LeBron James Jr., mm, right. knowing the amount of pressure that he had to endorse mm, right. as the chosen one and whatever. He knew that he right. had to even endorse double. You mm. know what I mean? So he even regretted that himself, seeing that he had, he had to go through the fire. Mm. So, what I think what he was doing was taking some of that pressure off him. Because even though the whole gym is there for it, James Jr. Yeah. Big facts. Regardless, the regardless if you want to be a hater or a congratulator. You no,
1: know, so, you you one hundred percent correct. That's ooh. You, you, you want
2: to see it? You want to see what everybody else talking about? So I think what LeBron's doing is great. He's being a great role model to to uh, our culture, showing us you know because our fathers, some of us may have been you know caught up in the Reagan era and all that where they, you know mm-hmm. they planning are what they did to to break it up to break the household up so I think he, he uh showing us the, the real way how it's supposed to be done you know what I mean and who
1: don't want LeBron James on their live like come on big, big, big facts. facts big <laughs> facts nah you 100% yeah, you said, you said that fast. right every kid on the team was like man I'm happy as hell LeBron come to our game right. he could <laughs> he could <laughs> have been, been doing, doing this at practice,
0: All right.
1: practice. <laughs> exactly Nah, Ko man, my brother. I want to thank you again for your opinion, voicing your opinion. I'm hoping people listening to it I here and what we got to talk about, brother.
0: Everything, and then. Hey, yo, I appreciate you
2: again, and yeah, your queen as well. Thank y'all for having me, and keep going, man. You know what this about? Marathon must continue, no matter what. Yes, sir. You already, my
1: brother, take it easy. Appreciate all right. you. All right, go. All right, all right Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is this Ev? What's good, boy? He
0: was good, my guy.
1: Ain't much, ain't much.
0: Welcome to the live and unrestricted podcast. Welcome to the live and
1: unrestricted podcast, my guy.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Do it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.
1: Nah, thank you for having us. Um, of course, you know, want to hit you up, and I know. First, I want you to shout out. I know you also have a live podcast that you guys run. What's the name of your joint? Shout yourself out. Shout your co-host out. Let me hear that
3: name of our
1: podcast is called Two Real Sports. Yes, sir. Number two real sports, you know. Okay. is this, this, this perspective that's
3: not we think it's not being expressed through the black community you know, also be kind of take upon ourselves and get it done on our show. But that's what it's all
1: about. No, nah, that's what it's all about. So, you know, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to shout your, shout your piece out. Now, I feel like I got an expert when it comes to talking about the sports. So, <laughs> I had to hit you up for our sports section today where, you know, we want to we wanted to hit a, a topic, and I had, to, I had to go to my phone a friend option. But instead of phoning a friend, I'm glad that we was able to phone a father. Yes, because I, I know you got the youngster in the gym. I see him all the time, balling out, doing his thing. So I got to ask you, how do you feel about LeBron's actions this weekend? You know, just being a, uh, some people might say a supportive father. Or some people might say he was being, you know, uh, extra so uh i wanted to ask you how do you feel about lebron and his impact on his his young son's career and coming to the games dunking in the layup line being boisterous on the sideline and you know how do you see that how do you view it father father of a young baller
2: <laughs> lebron's always extra like
3: look, 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 look what he does for like like to <laughs> like, what's the big ever being extra. That shit? That's, an, that, that, that's who he is. He's like, he does it, That's it's clever, but that's his son. Ain't, ain't no man telling nobody. Ain't nobody telling nobody how to sit there and celebrate their son. Like, I, I don't see the big issue. However, it may not be fair. Though. Like, maybe it is too much. Maybe it is too, much, but it may not be fair. Like, for instance, if my son was playing on the other team, I'd have an issue. I'd have an issue. Okay. Like, but when LeBron went on the court, like when he um lost the shoe, that wasn't his first That wasn't brother who caught that dunk. That was his teammate. And if you do your research, and you're gonna kind of find out, his teammates love LeBron. They love him. <laughs> they don't have no issue with him coming mm-hmm. on the court and, and doing all that. At the end of the day, some of the kids on other teammates get extra exposure because that. I
1: mean, it's not fair. That's that not
3: not getting a proper exposure or any exposure at all because i'm on a bronze james sun team but that's how it is that, 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 that that's what it is i ain't, might not want that. Okay. however if i was a parent on the other team and my son caught a dunk my bro, i'd be going a half court then i'm gonna broke out
1: the snake no that no i feel you on the snake at half court yeah. but i also <laughs> want to ask because i didn't I, I never thought about it from this type of angle you said if you're another parent and you play for the other team, you have an issue with seeing LeBron. Yeah, I, I would
3: definitely done. have an issue for it. Because, like, like, if you see LeBron, like, you, you, your team's not focused. The other team's not focused. They might be intimidated by that, even though your team's mm. not playing. But you see LeBron James, some them, that, that, that might be LeBron That might be with other teams, uh, um, other players, they, um, they play LeBron James. Now, I mean, if I see one of my I'll play mine mine, dunking in, like, in the game. In a rare bronze against a, a team, that, uh, against the Suns team, yeah. I be standing all not paying attention. I be standing like not, not focused, no less. So, and, and it's not fair. It's really not fair to the other team. But hey, man, it's LeBron James doing a basketball. He anybody mm-hmm. tell LeBron was doing
1: a basketball court No on no court. <laughs> you have to just deal with that, man. And no court, not in people's court, not in child's court. I understand. <laughs> okay, brother. No, I really, I really appreciate that. You know, of course, I wanted, you know get your get your point of view get a get a, a, a somebody who know what they're talking about a sports you know right and i want to shout you and meet you out
3: local, before i go, you want to point some my real quick though yes sir it's funny how like 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 nothing this is headline news though you honestly think ain't no other white pants in here
0: exactly worse, like like
3: that be like talking like lebron james like like with the ball polish you don't think there's other white parents are sitting here and he's doing this? Mm. It's like we know about Uncle Dennis though, right? We yeah. somehow know why Uncle Dennis ain't over, right? But
2: the reason why... Talk to um him. The
3: reason why, um, the reason why, um, the reason why um, Chris Alpour Jenkins is not on Knicks no more is because his brother... He, he, he has his brother sitting here doing shady stuff and he's the funny character. Mm. Nobody knows about that. Talk to know. him. I not I'm a Nick fan damn it's, it's, it's not the team and a lot of it to do with color though but hey man, we, gotta, we gotta celebrate these black though, man you got exactly. to we got to we got, got
1: to. to yes sir one more time shout your podcast out for me man so number two real sports we um, only we um, only out on
3: youtube right now so you can check us out on youtube
1: yes and, sir uh, follow us
3: on the gram at 2 real sports
1: go ahead check they mugs out see what they look like on, on youtube you're ready man of course F I want to thank you for uh, spending this time with us and I appreciate everything you said brother have a good one all uh, right, you already
0: man? All right, one. All right, y'all. So, listen, you know, ye- we got to ye- keep ye- it ye- running, yeah. keep it going with my favorite show. Like, it's definitely one of my favorites Snowfall. Okay? Time to flip them bricks. Time to flip them motherfucking bricks. Franklin and them.
1: Let's go, Frank.
0: I hope y'all been keeping up because I've been keeping up. Last week's episode was lit as fuck, as are all the other episodes. Yes. This one's called Cash and Carry, right? So, what mm. happens in Cash and Carry?
1: So the first thing that happens, um, little, little funny, little shaky vibes, is um, Franklin gets um, he gets ran down on by um, his old connect Avi, Avi, and Avi. As long, even though they don't do business, Franklin does like to go to him. You know, you know, asking questions about the game because you, listen, you're always you're always the student. Is for you to be a good anything, you always have to be a good student. Big so. Facts. He goes back to Avi. Back to
0: his original teacher.
1: To, you know, ask him questions about the game. But when you... The, the, the bad part about that is you never want to let people know your status in the game. And by him asking questions, lets Avi know that he's up-up. He doing all right. So Avi like, I, right, you want to know how to put some money away and do it, you know... A little the little
0: offshore situation. little
1: offshore OG way? I'm going to show you. But he calls him up kind of random, like, hey, let's go now. And that kind of rubbed me wrong because I just feel like... I don't really have a lot of money in my bank account right now and people call me right people call me now and they be like come on let's go now i know when i get a couple millions in my bank account i don't want nobody calling me like hey let's go right now to do anything anything in life
0: not unless you pay me another million dollars nothing let's go right now
1: a couple million under my name means i move when i want to move Dude, Period. so the fact that he was like hey we got to go now i'm like
0: what it definitely set off a bell in my head because <laughs> when uh uh franklin would talk to avi originally about moving some money uh you know he franklin had like a little feeling like he looked at avi like yo you sure everything is okay Avi's like you know what i'm saying you get too far in the game like shit is crazy up here he didn't really say what was going on but he did allude to the fact mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he may be mm-hmm. in some trouble himself but it seemed like he had it all under control until they got to mexico um so Franklin gets to Mexico and, you know, Avi's like, look, I'm going to show you a good time. And he got girls, alcohol, the best type of room. But the thing is, he keeps trying to get Franklin to leave his money alone in a room. And Franklin, being the nigga that I know he can be and the nigga that I would also be, he took, how much money was it? Like, three million or something like that? Three million. Yeah, Avi told him, you know what I'm saying? If I'm going to help you, you know what I'm saying, get this money together, put this money in an offshore account, you can't come to them with anything less than 1.5. So Franklin shows up with probably three you know what i'm saying Noah franklin because he's selling at work but he's not yeah, trying to leave breaks. them i wouldn't leave that money alone like it was mad times in the show where augie was like yo come downstairs i have a man's watching money for you like it was just a you. lot of
1: shaky shaky stuff going on so finally yeah. franklin decides like hey you know i've been out of town you know this ain't really he not moving at the pace i want to and he does what an og boss would do and he goes to the bank his, himself and handles his business on you know, i mean as a setup to see what's really going on only to find out that Avi is you know deep in owning his old connect and you know he needs franklin's help to pay the tax so you know Franklin works out a situation with him which is just you know that's part of the game sometimes you know from boss to boss you gotta help you know you got to do, you got to help each other out. You got to do what you got to do. So he respected it and, you know, gave him a little plan. But what I really wanted to bring to people's attention and shout out that I loved about this episode. I think my favorite character for this season might have to be Auntie Louie.
0: Yo, shout out to Aunt Louie. She definitely killing the game right now. First of all, no snitching. She did not snitch when they detained her for mad hours. She had to pee in a trash can. She did not say nothing.
1: Did not say nothing. Now we go on to the next episode. Well. She, she is now here chilling, handling business wise. Franklin is overseas, not even one episode off of being drugged up and making the right decisions, holding things down. I was so proud of her. She went to meet the old connect after of course our shooter couldn't handle things which i don't blame him you know you was
0: not that's what that's down. what
1: leon not gonna do leon not gonna take nobody bullshit so leon that whole situation sending leon to talk to that light-skinned shaky ass nigga i knew that wasn't gonna work off jump but shout out to auntie louie for holding down the work when franklin was gone the last thing you want to do is feel like your team can't hold things down without you so i think it was dope to see aunt louie handle that situation like a boss she said yo Get that crackhead hole out your business or else we ain't doing business. And you know what I mean? Show that she got the potential to be, you know, a good leader and, you know, a good supervisor in your your, 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 your situation that you're building up here.
0: Auntie
1: Louie is a thug.
0: Listen, because... Franklin's right hand man Leon was not able To take care of business He let his emotions chitty, chitty, bang, Get in bang. front of him You know what I'm saying He shot everybody He shows up to um, Excuse me He shows up uh, To Calvin Clausel Jr's house A.K.A. Boosie On the show He shows up With the nigga work Right So he's supposed to Leon's supposed to Give Boosie the work But he see his old bitch Sucking dick in the back Like a trick Normally do And he mm, get his feelings mm, And he mm. like I'm not giving y'all No fucking work Fuck you And fuck that bitch In the background Sucking dick So Aunt Louie's like, yo, you going to stop the operation on titties? Six fucking titties, bitch? Get the fuck out of here. She handles her fucking business. Aunt Louie, shout out to her. Y'all got to keep watching the show because it's shit crazy. Now, it left on a cliffhanger, right? So another part of the show is um, a CIA agent. He's working with a particular individual in the agency to shut down some drug routes that are going through Mexico. Um, They're shutting some stuff down. Um, On the other end, there's being some work moves, right? So um, one of the main characters, I forget what his name is. He used to be a wrestler. Um, Esto. Esto, is that his name? Or is that the crackhead that moved us in this apartment? Um, (laughs) Could be the same thing but f <laughs> you know what i'm saying he shows up and he sees one of the cia operatives he knows she's undercover and the last thing that you see is a shot so we're not sure if he shot the cia undercover operative or if he just shot into the distance i'm praying that he shot her so that the show can continue in great fashion that it does but y'all gotta stay tuned and
1: yeah i need some spice i think he clipped that bitch.
0: i think he clipped her at least but her um, shoulder
1: it should, it should be good. I'm always looking forward to another episode of Snowfall because it's all about flipping them bricks. All right?
0: It's all about flipping them bricks. So we're going to keep watching this week. We hope that y'all keep listening this week. And we appreciate y'all for tuning yeah, in and spending yeah, yeah. Time with us.
1: As always, everybody have a good one. And until next time.
0: Until next time, baby.